Welcome to the chat room, everyone. I'm your moderator, Ben Rollins, and I am joined today, as always, by chat room regulars, Lisa Harko. Lisa Harko. And Craig Hole. <laughs> You're our moderator for today? Are we debating? <laughs> that's how no, he's opening it, like, every time. Yeah, because like chat rooms have moderators. It's, oh, like, a, right. it's like a bit. You know, I'm not oh, the game master. I'm the chat room moderator. It's been a long time. Yeah. Is yeah. your name Craig Hole? Can we get yeah, confirmation? I, yeah, I didn't know. I've, I thought you'd said Oh, yeah. Craig Hole is my name. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, we are fresh off of the release of our final episode today. It's been very exciting. Yeah feels good <laughs> it does feel good well i think everyone's happy with how it ended now too we finally got through it It was like a lot of building up to that moment and then we got really nervous in the last episodes but then we pulled it together for the final one at least i felt are you happy too, lee i am happy i wasn't nervous though so i don't know what you're talking about what do you mean we were having trouble doing stuff by the end it felt like because no. so much stuff was going on everything the stakes were so they're higher than they'd ever been so we were all working with the nerves well, maybe just me then. Maybe I'm yeah, projecting. It's just you. I thrive under pressure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. I think it ended great. And and when we, when we were playing it, it was like, yeah, it was like, oh shit, this is happening. And you're doing the Akira thing. I was like, oh my god, yeah. really? Like it was pretty painful when we played that episode. It was really just a blur because like so much shit was happening. It was kind of like, oh, like whatever. And then like listening to it back, I was like damn this is rough holy shit this sucks like it's like obviously cool but it like was actually painful to to have our boy go down that way yeah and somebody in the discord said something like you know ben looks at other gms and thinks they're cowards true which is like actually like he's an ambitious gm that was like a really insightful comment because i think that ben you have said that before as you think other gms are sort of cowards and they're like well we have to like tie things up with a bow and it's like yeah but you did it in you tied it up but in like a more satisfying way somehow it was a it was was a win-loss situation you know it was we won some stuff that we set out to do technically in in, from a story perspective like what our characters set out to do but it came at uh at what cost you know and one thing i was going to say too about and we've had this actually as a criticism against our show about the way that we play the game and what we kind of prioritize. I think we've definitely set it up now that we prioritize a narrative more than anything else. Who criticized us for that? Well, remember early on, they're like, well, they don't use the fate system very well, but they're funny. It's oh, like, well, look. yeah, like we want to like make a story. I think, I think especially now how things have gone, it was way more fun playing the game when it was like, we're actually building a story as opposed to it being like playing to win, you know, like the whole playing to win yeah. thing got tired so fast. And I'm like, even when I was playing test and just being like the good fight, dude, I could feel that all the time. I was like, we need something more interesting than just like, yeah. oh, this guy's good at fighting. So let's get in a fight and then win the fight. You know, it's way sicker if you have like totally. a situation that's harder to get out of and we mess it up a lot. And that's what we did. Dizzy was great at messing things up. And you want to mess up. And you know, fate is great because fate rewards you for messing things up through the yeah. compel system. It's really smart. And it's great for telling stories. A lot of the things you read on like Reddit or Twitter or whatever, people complaining about their uh, their games they're playing at home. It's like almost always like some dudes like min maxing or like some dude won't cooperate or whatever. And um, it's like people have to be okay with 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 getting messy, and people have to be okay with like getting their characters in trouble. And that's where fun comes from. So yeah, yeah, like so if you're playing a game, go make some trouble. 
Um, hopefully your GM doesn't suck and knows how to like turn the trouble into fun rather than just like <laughs> like killing off characters yeah. for a reason. Like, just like the yeah. Yeah, like the super nervous GM be like, oh shit, no no, don't go, go back the in the room, go well, back okay, in the room. You don't actually <laughs> kill that guy. Yeah. So the other thing with faith is great is like so like D and D, you know, like the, the the classic total party kill kind of thing, right? It's like oh yeah, yeah this total party kill. Oh boy. well, these guys shouldn't have gone in there. It's like that's that's fine if that's fun, but that's like treating it like a video game, right? It's like yeah. okay, it's just like any level you can die at any time. Doesn't matter if it's like fun or if it's interesting for the story. It's just like oh, you just go and you die. Fair enough, but Fade's great because like it has mechanics to spare your characters' lives if they get into a death-like situation. So it's like when you you know use up all your stress boxes or or whatever. Um, you can uh, decide to get like taken out of the combat, or you can decide to get taken out of the combat at any point, and then you decide what happens to your character. Or if you run out of stress boxes, the GM gets to decide what happens to your character, which doesn't have to be death, right? So it's like, oh, you you know, they take you with them back to their you know their Mad Max Thunderdome, yeah. and they make yeah. you you know uh, fight in the, <laughs> the Thunderdome. New story. <laughs> yeah. I th- I think that like a good DM too, like that would be present in a D and uh, D game also, but it's just like gamified in fate in a way that isn't in D and D for sure. Where, it, where it's like, if you were, if you're like a good DM and you're playing D and D and you kill your party in a way that's like unfun and unsatisfying, it's like, Lame. Oh, you get knocked out and you like wake up in this thing. And like, yeah, maybe one of your guys does get killed cause they did whatever. But like, now you guys are prisoners, and now it's a type of game about breaking out or some shit. But like, it's like in fate that type of thing is actually like in. Well, like, we also got to acknowledge too. Built in. Yeah. We do have to acknowledge too that Ben, you're obviously a really talented DM. Mainly with your, we do prom- not have to acknowledge. We that. can acknowledge that. Ben, ben, I mean, the thing is, you have you're really good at being quick on your feet. I think that's like obviously not how a lot of people play their games, right? Like we play our game once again in a very narrative style where we want a cool, interesting story, but we also care about just having a good laugh with each other. And having fun with it, and like it's number one in our opinion, it's conducive to having fun, having the style that we do. But I think other people might also just enjoy the more gamified version of it, right? And not everyone is going to be able to be this improv genius that you are. Yeah, that's oh yeah, funny oh, all so the time. Funny, and can do yeah. so many different and voices. Totally remembers so the many, voices from and, episode and, to episode, and all the things and, that those yeah. characters said and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The and locations. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, and we don't have to do like any retakes because I'm like, holy shit, I just totally. <laughs> fucked up and I did some random voice and said some <laughs> shit that doesn't make any sense yeah but I may I do mean that like you obviously are you are a talent you're you're the glue of the show you made it possible we just what, had to focus I'm on the being glue. silly what's, what's Lee I, I think you're the glue of the show Craig yeah I guess it doesn't you're really exist you're the glue exist. dude well I'm more of like the fundamental Ben's structure the glitter of the show I'm the glitter yeah. so you're no I got it I got it okay. no no okay I got you're it you're the construction paper you're the Craig is the construction Wrong. paper Ben no. is the glue no. I'm the glitter baby this is what it is our show is a house, right? <laughs> I'm like th- I'm like the foundation, right? Okay, the foundation. I'm already bored. House metaphors are boring. Okay, okay, never mind. It's not a house. Oh, what is joking. it going to be? Pan- not a house. Say it's, it's, a, a, pizzeria. it's a, a pizzeria. A pizzeria. It's a pizzeria. Oh. Oh. We're running a pizzeria in the backyard out of the shed. Yeah. Oh man, the economy is tough. We got <laughs> we got to be working nonstop. But, but but I'm like the concrete foundation, the technical stuff. Okay, you're like the structure that everyone witnesses as this cool shop. And then you're the flashy siding. Pizza, you could say. He's the pizza. Yeah, he's, he's the pizza. The he's what everyone siding. gets to enjoy. Hey, hey. Pizza. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, pizza the, has the nothing two to do for with one this. deal, <laughs> man. Like, if we don't show up in 12 minutes, your pizza's free, dude. <laughs> Which is the hook for uh, Snow Crash. 
That's that's how the whole book starts. Is actually, have you read it? I've never read Snow Crash. Man, I actually couldn't get through it. Hot oh, you're take. not gonna ask me if I read it? I know you don't <laughs> read books. <laughs> I know you don't read books. So, um, Snow Crash starts with like uh, the Deliverator. He like the main character is like this sort of samurai oh, hacker right, guy. Right. He's got a sword. And yeah, shit, but yeah. he starts out as a pizza delivery guy working for the mafia who runs all the pizza delivery, and and it's like a. The first problem he runs into is he has to deliver a pizza, but he's only got like five minutes or something like that. He's like, oh no! Or anyway, it becomes Snow free. Crash, or else, no, it's like worse. It becomes free, but there's also a bunch of other stuff that also happens. Like the, the, yeah, yeah. the mob boss has to like fly to the house and like and like apologize in person. <laughs> oh, no. I think they might like you know, they might get like a lot of money on. T- I don't know. It's like all this stuff. To their, yeah, you, yeah, you really yeah, need yeah. to get there in five yeah, minutes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> for some reason, anyway, we've entrusted it man. to this random delivery guy. <laughs> so not random. The deliverator is not a random oh, delivery okay, guy. Okay, he's okay. like a hardcore dude. He gets. He but, gets, uh, he gets screwed. Right. It's kind of like through no fault of his own, he gets a pizza that's almost impossible to deliver. I kind of want to read it now. Man, too wise. No crash is very funny, but I think that was like the problem for me. It's just like it's all kind of like silliness stuff, and like I guess. Ironically, I like my cyberpunk <laughs> serious like a little bit more, <laughs> and then I make this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so. maybe it's like kind of infringing on my territory. Like, you think you're, you think you think you're the funny, funny cyberpunk guy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I we I mean we do have a bunch of questions that we gotta probably answer here. Yeah, so. for starters, it was Hedgy Buns who said that I think the other DMs are cowards. So shout out to Hedgy Buns for the um, uh, you know getting the conversation started there. Thanks, yeah. Hedgy Buns. Yeah. We were just talking about your funny fanfic contributions to the Discord. Yeah, many, many funny fanfic <laughs> contributions. Always appreciated. Okay, yeah, I have a bunch of questions. I think... Uh, I have one for you guys. <laughs> yeah, also. Greg, <laughs> let's start with Craig. Craig has his hand up. Okay, Craig. Well, I don't know, and this probably maybe got asked, but I, what, what things are you guys like most keen to take forward into the next series? Because I think we've talked about changes that we're going to make and stuff. But like, what, what, what do you have any takeaways that you're like, this is what we kind of ironed out by the end of the first series that this is going to kind of set up uh, the fundamentals of the next one at all? Do you mean like, so you mean like, have Anything. we established any like story elements that we're going to no, bring no, no, into no. the next one? I'm talking about like stylistically. I don't feel like I had very many flaws. True. So, so I don't so just gonna to, do. I don't really have to improve gotcha. and I don't really have to cut anything. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Stylistically, like, I, I think, like, I want to streamline how I run combat a bit better because I think combat is, like, an inherently clunky part of RPGs mm. that I, I just want to be simpler. Like, I, I like it. Um, I think it's fun. I like that, like, things can happen and we don't know what's going to happen when we start it. Like, that's yeah. exciting for me. Um, but I do always feel like, okay, this is taking way too long and it's not, it's not just like the, the mechanics. It's also just like, you know, it's, it's me not being as organized as I could be. So I want to, I guess, I don't know if it's a stylistic thing, but it's certainly yeah. a logistical thing. Yeah, that's fair. I think we'll also probably end up, uh, well, we'll focus on without giving anything away. Probably combat won't be a huge focus. I think it'll be less, but I, I, I think physical fighting will be less but like there might still be you know challenges like, well like challenges have a specific yeah yeah, yeah. more con- challenges have a specific meaning and fate but more like yeah confrontation like there'll be things that you have to roll it might not be like you're punching a dude in the face or biting them in the femoral artery but it'll be it'll be <laughs> something you gotta roll for yeah classic stuff hey yeah. um, um but actually a serious answer it was probably listening better 
Yeah, we've said that yeah. like, collectively. We need to do that. We we are very excited on the mics of yeah. getting our piece in and monologuing, and I think that's what we can all agree is just focus on doing scenes that are more uh, re- reciprocal, cohesive. Yeah, cohesive and yeah. reciprocated. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, better. Exactly. And I think that's all stuff that we're primed and ready to do now that we are taking a fresh start, and we're not as like at the end of this crazy campaign that we want to do so good on and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the biggest thing I felt at the end is just like this desire to make things as make things perfect but that was causing things to go so much worse because we were in our heads about it being perfect you know especially around like episode 50 i think was when we kind of came back from it by the end but there was that like brief moment where it's like holy fuck like 279 is here like what do we do like we got to make sure this is cool and all this stuff. well and like two, that as part of it but then there's like this couple of scenes like that you probably edited heavily Whereas, like, we're in a diner and, like, we're just, like, having conversations oh. in character oh, for, like, yeah. 40 minutes because we're all too got afraid cut to, down. to yeah. do something. And it's like, okay, like, are you guys yeah. really talking about, like, who's leaving the tip here? <laughs> yeah. This is a little yeah. lifting of the curtain, but I, I will say that <laughs> <laughs> the last couple episodes, like, I think they all finished around an hour, like, no longer than an hour and a half. Many of those recordings were pushing three hours. <laughs> many of them. Many, many, many. There was some waffling and fumbling and, and okay, maybe we don't need to keep all this in there, you know. It's, it's true. But you yeah. know what? That's an experience thing and uh, I think that'll only get easier with time. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's funny. It's, it's funny from my perspective. Cause like when you realize what's going on, it's just like kind of cute. It's just like, oh, yeah, these, we're aw. having a good time. <laughs> these have been some but of the- it's having a good time, but it's like, Oh, they don't want it to stop. You know, yeah. like, oh, they're scared that something bad is going to happen. It is. Aw, it was scary you know? for us. I'm yeah. glad you noticed. Yeah. yeah. It's cute. All right. Well, let's rip some questions from the, the homies. Okay. Um, so let, let's start with the, uh, the questions about the podcast kind of in general, and then we'll finish off with the questions that are, um, that we just got right now on the discord from, uh, the, the latest episode from the finale. Yeah. So, um, let's start with a question for, I would say mostly for you guys. Um, creature asks going off of that, which is going off going of the what? previous question that they asked that I did not tell you. Um, let me just let me clean that up. <laughs> Creature asks, are there any decisions you would have made differently in retrospect? Like, I don't know if I can let's think. Let's just like maybe just think of the first one that comes to mind. You don't have to, you know, rack your brain for every single one. I'm sure like, and this is also just for the podcast, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Like not in life. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That narrows it down a bit. That takes off one. your imaginary list. It shortens it <laughs> yeah, quite a bit. A, oh, Phew. <laughs> uh, I got. I, got, I think I got one that comes to mind. I, uh, most of my stuff, I think, has to do with earlier gameplay, uh, and I think that's obvious because that's before we had learned how we wanted to do stuff. But with test, I think like the original Leon, the the mechanical oh. chameleon, could, probably could have done things so much differently. But I, it was one of those things that we were so. When we were first starting, it was like there was so much to worry about, and like we were settling into this whole thing of like we're recording a session of thing that we're having fun with. And then normally we're just sitting around having fun. There's no concern about people listening. But now that people are, so there's so much stuff to think about, and I just feel like I forgot about that being a part of the character for so long. And then it got to this point where I'm like, I've forgotten about it for so long, and we got to get rid of it, kind of thing. <laughs> and it probably like could have totally changed the trajectory of the story had we done that a little bit more interestingly. And had that been a bigger part of the, the game, but yeah, I I think like Leon 
the original <laughs> Leon suffered from uh, a classic problem in, in RPGs is that like you start your character with all these preconceived notions of like what's going to happen with them and what, what they are like, all these characteristics and things. And you forget some of them. And it just so happened that the, the one that you know you forgot or that fell by the wayside naturally, maybe is a better way to put it, was, you know, like, was like on your shoulder technically all the time. So it was really fucking weird that you forgot it. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, not happy. I mean, it maybe should have never been... I feel like we'll be better at building characters for this moving forward too. And I think that's something that we just like won't, we'll have that come up. If something like that exists, it'll have to come up in the story and then join the crew and it'll be easier to kind of work with. But if it's like yeah. pre-written, I, that, that you're right. That's like the classic thing of like, you write all this stuff about your character. Well, good luck remembering it all of it and having it all be irrelevant to the mm. gameplay. Totally true. That's, that's why it's like that I didn't write anything about yeah. <laughs> my character. Just unhinged. Co- Yo, why is my dick out? Yeah, well, <laughs> I regret that now. I regret <laughs> that too. About, yeah, choices I I tremendously regret that. <laughs> I had a, a classmate who like oh. listened to it, which is funny. Like I, uh, I, I mentioned to like my class. There's like you know some introduction. You know, it was an introduction in the first day of class, and they were like, "Oh, what's something people don't know about you?" I'm like, "Oh, I run a podcast." I did tell them what it was called. But I was like, I, was, I didn't think they'd be able to find it so fast. <laughs> um, no. But anyway, like one of them uh, like found it. I was like, well, this is episode one. And literally the first thing I thought, I'm like, oh, they fucking heard Elise. Why, Why is my dick, dick out? I was so embarrassing. God damn it. Yes, that is embarrassing. I'd say like. Uh, hey, lady. Why is my dick out? See, like, I think. No they, voice. Don't do the voice. Yeah, no exactly. Voice. You're giving me way too much credit because I didn't do a voice for like the first 10 episodes probably. So that's a, that's a big regret that that was so stupid um, everything that's, was that's stu- okay i don't think that's it's nothing the <laughs> dick thing's stupid but the voice thing is just a natural growing and progressing yeah you know? the dick thing is stupid for sure um but it's a stupid that i understand too yeah exactly. i guess uh, i wish I that because <laughs> what, what was the question what is a decision that you could have made differently yeah well i wish that i we, wish you didn't say that dick line. yeah that that <laughs> is it for sure but also <laughs> Make Lee feel bad about yeah. feel trying bad. to have fun and be funny. Yeah, yeah it was fun. Well, you idiot. Fuck. It probably landed with a lot of people. I too. don't think it landed with anybody. Um, <laughs> yeah, throw up, throw up a one of the Lee emojis in the chat if it landed for you. Oh, Thank you. No. <laughs> um, but I probably wish we would have just recorded like five episodes and then thrown them out as a serious. And oh, interesting. Yeah, just like recorded like. Some and like before gotten, going into the main gotten story. the jitters out like because like you've you've done other pod Craig you've done other podcast stuff previously but Just like other recording stuff in Ben general. and I yeah Ben and I haven't really and like maybe that didn't bother you but like probably looking back probably it's like I me. probably wouldn't have said the fucking stupid dick line right off the bat probably would have had the voice dialed in a little bit better here's the thing though I, I feel like well I just, I've said this before about making stuff in general you gotta start somewhere and when you start it's gonna be shit that's just the default starting point you don't get to bypass that if we had put out a five episode series that episode would have been shit and then we would start a new one that still would have been shit but you just I do don't it know. you get better I you mean know? like that that's true it's always a progression but I think there is like if you are doing an actual play podcast um, or maybe even just any podcast at all. I think there is some uh, some wisdom in what Lee's saying. Is like, yeah, you can kind of like play it and record it for like you know a handful of episodes, one, two, three, whatever, four, five. Yeah, well, five you, you, this is the five thing though. You're acting like it's like easy to determine this finite amount. But, but no, no, no. But I, I do think like, but I think it's specifically for like an AP. It's like 
you can establish your characters in those episodes that you won't release. And then by the time you like are releasing the episodes, like you have these characters that feel a lot more like defined and real. And I think that's useful just for like, like it's just fun and it's more fun to listen to, but it's really useful for like the first episodes of your podcast that people hear first. So it's going to hook them first. So like, Mm. I think a lot of people probably would say like, yeah, the first few episodes of my podcast are the worst, which is unfortunately also what people are going to hear first. So like if we look at our podcast listens, like the drop off is like really substantial between the sure. first episode and the second right. episode, for which downloads. is, which is probably true of any podcast, but like we could re-record it's, those it's, it first episodes. Now. We could re-record the first episodes yeah. and just sneak them in there. <laughs> we make a, Do them perfect. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Scripted. Yeah. yeah we just script, script them up. And um, do them but yeah, so if you're thinking about making an AP first, First of all, um, uh, take it from us. Um, it's it's like it's a lot of fun, but it's also a lot of work, and um, it doesn't always go great. So like we we worked on it for like a year, I think, before we even released episodes, pretty much, or like <clears throat> at least like six months. It was a good. It was a good chunk of time. Yeah. I, I know it's kind of crazy. Like we actually like started this over three years ago, which is yeah. crazy because obviously all the COVID stuff in yeah. there. But yeah, we did take a while to release, and then. But it's like it's a lot of work and it's a lot of work for the editor in particular. And uh, we haven't been paid. So like luckily we all have jobs or had jobs at a point And some of us went back to school and don't have jobs. But like, yeah, we've, we've spent like a fair amount of money just on hosting fees. And uh, it's just been like kind of a labor of love. And um, it's been great. I definitely uh, I'm glad we did it. But it's also like, <laughs> damn, man. <laughs> Well, like, you have to be committed. There's like a lot. Of, yeah. There's a lot of comments in the Discord that are like, "Where's the Patreon? Why do you hate money?" Mm-hmm. So Why where's here's the like Patreon? That? Let's yeah. let's let's address that. Yeah, I think the answer is there will be a Patreon. We're sort of still figuring out um, the specifics of what it's going to look like. Um, but yeah, we would love to just at least like cover our hosting fees and maybe start <laughs> paying. Craig back for uh, like <laughs> the, all the money he spent. We actually have paid Craig. We just for the record, we all pitched it on hosting fees. Though Craig does front the cash and we pay him back. They really did tell me at the start like this podcast is going to be a cash cow. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to make it big with this. I it's I bought way. in fully. Yeah, it's the only reason. Like, all we need is a small investment of. <laughs> <laughs> microphones yeah we grifted craig into doing this yeah we yeah, roped him the, in. the payoff is like so good for us too what a good grift yeah, hey, yeah. Oh, the payoff so is that we get to meet every week and hang out as pals which is that's enough yeah. wow that's more power than of friendship man I hope but also money i hope <laughs> one of us doesn't die on the floor of a sub basement in a lab <laughs> Cells reproducing. And I hope the other two don't try to like bring break. them back to life with a really <laughs> yeah. bad idea that that they just yeah. hope might work. Yeah. Here's a hot tip: if your friend dies, just fucking bury him. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. Then. Well, check the will. Cremation, aquamation. Fair, Fair yeah. Know, I probably don't want to actually be buried. Yeah, yeah. But I, I guess I just meant kind of generally. The environmental <laughs> impact of yeah. cremation but is astounding, actually. Oh, it's very bad environmentally. The yeah. chemicals oh, they use. Put me like, in a mushroom suit then. It's aquamation. Is that it's, what it's called? It, well, it's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's like cremation, but they put you in a fucking water tank and like blast your bones off. And there's like nothing left to you. I don't like the sound of that very much. Well, why do you like cremation better? I like a mushroom suit better now. I hate mushrooms. I kind of want the like. <laughs> I kind of want the like. Get the there's like the like. green burial where they just kind of throw you in a pit in a general yeah. area, and they're like, "He was over there," you yeah. know. <laughs> That's good enough for me. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess that works. Um, 
Does that answer the question of uh, <laughs> what decisions that we wish we yeah. had done differently? Yeah, actually, I think it does. Let's move on to the next one because we got a bunch of questions. We yeah. could probably talk all night. Yeah, we spent a lot of time on that one question. Here's a question for me, but I also think we can spin it for you guys too. Um, Kroik asks, uh, favorite NPCs to voice? Ooh. Uh, specifically, Kroik asks, will you release the 2092 favorite NPCs to voice ranking? Ooh. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so what do you Fair got? Enough. Do you have a top three? To, to favorite to voice? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I would say like... Um, or what, what, just, what about just plain, I guess? I think that's, that's is the better. thing. is like yeah. I feel like they're kind of like they, they, they don't... Or like the same thing. You know what I mean? My yeah. favorite to voice is not necessarily like I think this voice sounds so good or it makes my vocal cords vibrate this particular frequency. But it's like, you know, it's the the whole experience of voicing the character. Obviously, the best character to voice is Komodo. Easily. I think Komodo became the most, like, natural character. And, like, I was like, oh, I, I always know what Komodo is going to say. I didn't have to think about it. I feel like, in general, it's tough, like, when you've got lots of NPCs in a scene and you have to bounce around between them. And, like, oh, what's this person going to say? What's that person going to say? I always knew what Komodo was going to say, though. Komodo... <laughs> it's usually something really funny about like pee pee or like party people. <laughs> yeah. So like, well, it was also nice depressing life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, he had some good touchstones to go back yeah. to. It was nice that uh, you, it, it turned into like you being a PC for the last arc too, where we really, we really got to like play together mm. where like, you know, mm. Komodo and it was like Komodo was also a character that didn't bring anything crazy to the table in terms of like abilities and fate. So it worked out as totally like useless. a guy, a guy that, but could be there at all times to do like funny moral support and he ended up becoming this bard kind of character which is <laughs> awesome yeah yeah he fit it. right in yeah it, it so was, he was the most fun no one really organic too like the most organic gmpc yeah know? we had no intention of that really ever being a thing that just i worked out that i never planned on it i i don't even know i guess it happened in the sewer arc i yeah. i brought him back because he, he felt like he felt like a fan favorite you know i i don't even i think this was even before like we really knew what the fans liked but he felt to me like he should be a fan. Well, favorite. he was originally giving dizzy info on like the, where to take the test subjects and kind of helping him out with that because he was such a dizzy fan. Remember? Yeah. There's. Yep. There, it's also stuff. like good just stuff. anecdotally about Komodo. When I was like briefly, fuck, another like you know asterisk beside my uh, lack of contribution <laughs> sorry, to sorry the for show. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's that's I yeah. say no else. no. Um, were you so, <laughs> I was gonna beat up on himself for like putting his dick out again. Or no, Dude, that yeah. was, I mean, we were just like, kidding. Okay, that wasn't okay. that bad. No, no, it, it was. But that's not what I'm talking about. It really um, was. But when I was like, yeah, briefly making like audiograms and posting them, it was so hard. Like every time, not to pick Komodo. Oh like, yeah. And it's be like, okay, well, like Komodo's not really the main character of the show, but like. I, like this is really fucking funny, but like I should probably pick something with like Dizzy and Tez. But Maybe like, he was the main character. He made the ultimate sacrifice. He was yeah. so Shit. good that he became like he a became, main character. What's this, what's this really Komodo's it story? It was Komodo's story. Oh in the my end. god. Yeah. So Komodo to number one. Yeah. I would say after Komodo, my favorite NPC is to voice slash play. Um I had a lot of fun with Miloshka. I thought that she was just very silly. She didn't have a lot of like impact on the plot exactly, yeah. but just you know, always there saying something weird and falling <laughs> asleep or whatever. I I thought I thought that was fun. She was fun. Yeah, she was fun. And yeah, probably like John Sprainer. I yeah, I, oh. I feel like like just because like yeah, I I just had a good idea of like what he was about. So like yeah, that Robotaville arc. I know I talk shit about it. You know, shout out to Creature on Discord. I remember saying like I hate Robotaville arc. 
and Creature was like, yo, like there's some good NPCs in there. And you know what, Creature, you're right. And I, uh, when I think back with that in <laughs> mind, it's like there were some good times. I, I wasn't happy with how the plot went in that arc exactly, but mm. scene by scene... There's some fun stuff, you know. Very strong NPCs. There was like the 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 pair of like agents or whatever, like the ro- the robot who wanted to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like his partner, and then like what was it, Mister Mister Spink, Mister Spink, and Mister Sparks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like a lot of good uh, NPCs. That's like the whole. Um, NPCs were Mirin, great. the Mirin portion was yeah. a, very weird. And you know what? I realized after that arc, I like went back and like bought a bottle of Mirin. And I was like, man, I thought this shit tasted way different. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do you think it tasted? Like? I thought it was like I thought it was sweet, but also a bit sour. But it's no, it's like it's like it's like wine. sake. It's, it's like yeah, wine, it's like yeah. wine. It's like cooking wine. It's like sweet cooking wine. I thought it had like some sourness to it. Well, that's weird because I have yeah. mirin in my fridge. That's like a syrupy thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's like cooking oh, wine. Sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and just to touch on the robotic robotic corp stuff, I thought we had a lull in the middle of that arc that kind of made that one weaker um, when we just couldn't get things moving. And that's also, I think, mostly on Lee and I, not really you. I don't think so. No, but then, I disagree. But I thought, the, I thought the first episode was going into it, the arcade episode, that was one of my favorites of all time. I really liked the arcade. <laughs> the arcade was, was like, yeah, the shakedown at the arcade. Yeah, I think it was funny. <laughs> and, and I think also near the end when we kind of got back on track and started wrapping things up, it ended up being at least funny and light and, you know. I, f- I feel like also re- speaking of Roboteville in that way is like when I was really like just like saying stuff is like a real piece of shit to test a lot because oh, yeah. I couldn't stop myself when I thought it was funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you're like too good at role playing and you're like, well, why would you say that to me? <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know. It was like really funny and it came into my head and I couldn't <laughs> and stop you myself. That you, you were supposed to be like in a reconciled space. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I often forgot that I was supposed to be in a reconciled space. Which we talked about. That's that's a tough thing about I think role playing in general for like a long form like this like a super long form is like you kind of get into ruts of like yeah this is how my character is and then and then something changes but you're still stuck in that like rut that you're in before and uh, and that that can be uh, less satisfying <laughs> yeah but uh, there is also like I think Craig kept it on track though because like Craig's like why would you say that to me it's like yeah reminding everyone that like yeah We're friends, why are you why are you saying that what's wrong with you the, which yeah. then frames it as like Dizzy's just that much of a fucking asshole yeah so it's, it works it's out lucky. Dizzy yeah. had a big redemption by the end of, I feel like within the show you became such a better like you said sorry you said thank you and you like. Stop doing stims a little bit as much. Well, that's interesting, too, because I know that speaking of stims, (laughs) I also told Komodo I loved him right before he died. True. It's kind of like, oh, you've got, I love you, I love you, but like, you're like, like I love you, yes, let's go, though. We're getting out of here. It's the kind of I love you that you probably still will like be awake at night being like, I should have said it better, but at least you said it. Said it. Uh, Yeah, 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 exactly. But um, speaking of stims, Ben had like, so many free invokes of uh oh yeah my, oh like, i was gonna use that down. oh yeah. fuck <laughs> it, it never came to fruition <laughs> so anybody who doesn't know every time i like failed a stim roll ben was like keeping a tally and he had like like six in but I, like the problem is like i wasn't me. keeping a proper tally that's why i forgot man because like to keep track, here's here's i don't know somebody probably asked a question like this here's here's my regret is like yeah i at, at certain points, I was like, yeah, I'm going to save up all these fucking like like stim failures by Lee and I'm going to like hit Dizzy with them all at the same time in like a really 
inopportune moment and like it'll fuck them up and like shake up the story. Like a final battle or something like that. Oh, look what we did. We forgot that shit. So that sucks. <laughs> and like you talked about that a, a few times. Oh, so I really time. thought you were going to do it. All I, ben would talk about off the show. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's just like this here. Here's another piece of advice to all the GMs out there. Um, write, write your shit down, you know, like fucking write it down. I'm so bad at that. And like, it doesn't have to be like a crazy list of notes, but just like have a sheet of paper that just has all the things that are important. It's probably like at any given time, like fewer than 20 points and you just have them in front of you and just keep it in mind. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, what we got? Yeah, let's go to the next question. Um, yeah, here's, here's a quick one I want to, I want to address. I want to address this one by, by, <laughs> by Croik again. Um, were there any choices by the players that threw a wrench in plans or were otherwise totally unexpected? I'm going to say essentially yes and no. The, the yes is that like, yeah, they, they did some kind of wacky stuff sometimes. But like the no is that like like most of the time I was behind the scenes encouraging them to like be like more like spontaneous, I guess, because like I think that's where the fun comes from. So I was happy to follow them wherever they went. All the wackiness and the wildness. Um, but like, here's a great example of something that I think was really funny that, um, just kind of happened and, uh, it didn't throw a wrench in the plans, but it actually wasn't like, like an exciting discovery it was the uh, very early in the season when, uh, Lee became the marriage counselor for, uh, Piotr oh, yeah. and Timo. Awesome. I, I just, it was just, episode. it was great. Cause you know, it was like, I, I think it was just like, Piotr was like, well, oh, you're the marriage counselor. And he's just like, yeah, I am. And it's like, okay, fuck. Well, I guess we're, this is what we're doing now. We're like, <laughs> I love so, those episodes in general. Yeah. Those, those ones were like. I feel like that was like our turning point of like where we had just kind of gotten a taste of settling into it. Um, the first three episodes, obviously, like we were saying, kind of whack. I mean, like not <laughs> not all that. I think like maybe the first episode is the only one that we're probably like super not stoked on. First three for me, at least. First I, three I four, honestly thought two three. and three were okay, but but then by four and five, and I know that by episode seven, like we had some really good stuff that we were like, that was when we kind of had this like wave of like, oh, we can actually do this. Like we can we can make mm. a, a thing out of this because this is like going really well. No, all, all of a sudden. So I yeah I think uh, yeah but I think episode four was the one where we all were like yeah this is this is really feeling good. I think yeah. that was like Magulio shows up or something like mm. that. I, don't know. I can't cool. remember. I think that was episode four. But either way, uh, let's go to the next one. Uh, just, wanna, just wait. Oh, I'll, I'll say me. one one other sort of spontaneously injected thing that's like one of my favorite things of the whole show that was like. Brief Briefly, Craig's least favorite thing was oh. the <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> the introduction that like Komodo was married to Caroline before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dear funny. listeners, Craig was so mad so, about so, that. Craig he was, was like, actually just like, I was like, guys, like I was just like, I just don't think of like, it's just like, it's not I just funny. want this to be work. like my cool yeah. story about like my dead wife. <laughs> I've been saving this. I remember like I tried to get him because we knew about the dead wife because he had it like he's like I got this aspect like it's secret I don't want to reveal it yet to the listeners and I tried to make him reveal it earlier and he made this whole fucking stink about how he's not gonna reveal it. It's like well, I was like <laughs> all right, Craig. Like <laughs> there was a common thread of Ben Ben forcibly offering me something that's probably a pretty good idea for me to do, but then me being too shy or coy about it. So I, couldn't I don't get know if it it's out. shy or coy. I think it's just like like you really have like not able idea. to see the bigger you picture. You were so committed yeah. to like this idea in your head and um and I'm gonna I'm gonna criticize you for it. Yeah, that's fine. I think you um, criticize me this anyways. is this is this is a classic improv situation where like mm. you have a great idea in your head and and you're holding on to it so hard that you miss all these other great things that could have happened. Um yeah, so uh, so here's a criticism. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> fair, fair enough. Although ultimately, obviously, you like 
you could have like stopped it and you didn't no, stop I, it and I, it ended I, up being I good. Realized. But there was like that moment where you're just like, it's like, you know, this is kind of Blink's whole thing. <laughs> so like yeah. kind of stepping on my toes what, a little bit. It did, it did, it did, uh, it ended up, it ended up working because it like, I don't know, once we started playing it, it made more sense. I think what happens is like, I mean, you guys know I am not, I'm not great at improv, even though I think some of the best moments were improvised for me during the show. I think what happens is, um, if, if I get a suggestion from you guys that's that's like improvised based, where it's like you've told me like here's the setup and like work with this, I get really in my head. Like I have a real, I just have an issue with overthinking that scenario where it's like they've told me how I, I like a starting point and I have to build from that and that just freaks me out. I don't know why. It's yeah. a very like it's hard. It's I, a very I, uh, uh, responsive thing. I, yeah, I totally get it. It is really hard. Um, but what was especially funny about that situation is that we got to like talk about it and you were just. <laughs> Like, we're like, wait, pause the show. Yeah. Craig, like, come on, man. Just take the offer. You know, just go with the no. flow. You're like, man, yeah, like, this is this is my guy. Like, come on. I got this whole thing planned out. It's like, holy shit. Okay, yeah, right, I feel okay. like there's a lot of like, no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Like, <laughs> that, that can be it. Yeah, yeah. That was sort of eventually where we got to. I think I think it worked out in the end. I think people enjoyed it. I certainly enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it by the end, too. It. it worked out for me. I loved it by the end. I actually liked it being this thing that Blink could be like, you know what? I'm homies with Komodo. This is good. Deal. There you good. go. And I think that was way more go. interesting than anything else of him being like pissy about it or me yeah, being they, pissy they about it. They sort of weirdly bonded over it. Yeah, it, was, exactly. it was a whole funny thing. Um, but yeah, so just that also goes to show that we also bully Craig off mic. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they make me feel really bad about myself. Okay, you gotta edit that out. Or they're gonna think we're bad people. No, <laughs> I, I think it's about well, time balance it up with some nice thing then. Say, nice say one, say one nice thing about each one of us. About you, you. So now you're saying, yeah, we bully you. Say nice stuff about us. Like, yeah. how is about this helping your one, case? Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're so bad. We'll just end the podcast right here then, right? If that's what you guys want to do, that's what I want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why don't you end the podcast, yeah. Craig? <laughs> yeah, well, I have to do it still. Yeah, yeah. Craig, yeah. You won't do it. Yeah, you won't do it. Of course not. I love it. <laughs> I love every moment of it. I love getting bullied. I love the power getting bullied gives me and then also oh. being the editor so that I can convince people to be on my side for yeah. a while. You're a fucking little brother for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a real little brother situation. <laughs> All right, what we got? We got who is your favorite character not played by you? This comes from Rain. Rimby Pimby. <laughs> really? Yeah, I like Rimby Pimby. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Komodo maybe, Magulio. Well, okay. uh, Komodo is like does, I consider Komodo, Komodo like a main character. I, like Komodo is everyone's favorite. I think even on our mm. within here. My favorite not voiced by me is uh, is Ernie or Bert or whichever one. <laughs> yeah, 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 whichever one Lee did. Oh, I, I also like the most of. Uh, like D was really funny. Oh yeah. The most of the like uh, deranged. The like a Robo Bubbles gang and his like kids, they were all really funny. I thought. <laughs> you had some knockout yeah. you had some knockout characters oh, for thanks, sure, man. man. You had you. great like looking back on it, like well, all what, the I guess that was the question too that um um we didn't really well I guess I don't know if this comes up. What's uh do you guys have a favorite NPC? It's kind of the same question. Yeah, from Rimmy Pimmy was sick because I thought Rimmy Pimmy's voice was clearly like just a moment of you being like, I don't know what else to do, and I've said this and was going. I remember yeah. that, yeah. And I was that like, was I really loved it because it, well, it's but it was it was so over the top. I think that was like also a, a little tone setting for our show thing, where it's like it's like somehow this weird combination of like the most serious and the goofiest possible. Like it's like mm. it's like one end of the spectrum only at every time. And yeah. that was what I don't know. That's what I liked about it. I liked our serious moments that came in kind of sporadically through all of this absolutely ridiculous stuff. That Yeah. Yeah. And they, yeah, yeah. I feel like the serious moments were, were typically fairly well earned. You know, we didn't just like 
jump to them. We like, you know, we yeah. built it up. There We're not heavy handed with them. No, we, yeah. we kept them pretty like spaced out. Yeah. Um, they came up naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Wait, what do you got? Any other favorite NPCs, Lee? I mean, like I like Tyr and Glenn. Yeah, true. NPCs. I feel like I had a lot of um, uh, woman NPCs that were like really blandly voiced, which I regret. So like Tyr, Magulio, um, Queen, um, it's probably uh, oh, uh, Dr. What, what's that? The Neko? Nico? Echo, 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 yeah, Echo, yeah, yeah. Echo, Echo, Echo yeah. wasn't. I, I don't you think. Strayed. I mean, yeah, she was. Uh, she was a little bit. Yeah, uh, she was a little bit bland. But yeah, I think uh, going back, I don't know what it is. I think it's just like being a, a, a man and being <laughs> like, I'd be like, I'm like, oh, what do women sound like? It's like, well, you know what? They <laughs> have all sorts of different voices, which is yeah. what I tried to bring to like, you know, Meloshka and like Dizzy Two. And you know that kind <laughs> well, of stuff. Well, and the so. uh, and the the other detective person or the other like the other. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I honestly can't remember her name. She was mean. And she she yeah, broke with Dizzy's the, butt. With the, <laughs> she <laughs> broke my butt, dude. Uh, the, with the suicide robot. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Oh, Someone uh, remembers. It was uh, started with an S, I think. Stan- Standish. Standish. That's yeah, a good Standish. name. Standish. Yeah. The name's yeah. Standish. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was good. I, uh, I mean, you know what? A lot of my NPCs, I named them after like people that I like in real life or whatever, or like you know musicians or artists or like whatever. Mm-hmm. Standish. I named uh, her after. Uh, I can't remember the first name of the person, but she's like the singer slash other instruments for the band. Um, Hate rock, hate rock, HTRK. Kind of a weird band, kind of dubby, atmospheric mm. kind of stuff. It's good stuff. Okay, okay, next quick one. That wasn't that If quick. you had to choose a character to become from the <laughs> Neon Streets verse, who would you choose? This is coming from Rain again. Like in real life? Like become that. Yeah, like, well, if you could, life? like, like oh. I guess I'm, I'm thinking, like, if you could teleport into the Neon Streets verse and become a character, like, who would you become? <laughs> I gotta be honest, like test subject 405G, I think is just cool. <laughs> like just the lizard cool, ability man. is like yeah. so sick. And I feel like once you know you get settled into the cyberpunk world for a while, you could be cool honestly, and not a weirdo. <laughs> honestly, I might choose the same thing. Yeah, like, as like, far as like, badass. He doesn't have a lot of like like extremely terrible character flaws. Yeah. And he seems like more or less healthy and like a good person. And like, he's really yeah. young. Young looking as well. Well <laughs> he looks so, that's extremely young. Can we talk flaw. about that for a sec? So the old jokes. Immediately thought they were so funny, and that was another thing that Craig like really hated. And that's I pretended to hate those. That's, that's your lie. That's this essentially one. why we stopped doing them. It's because Craig like no, like, this is a lie so this time. This I'm calling a lie. This well, if you were faking it, you think you would. You think Ben would stop doing it, something? If you were faking it, you faked it too good. Because I'm out here thinking like, well, I don't want to make ruin Craig. No fun. bullshit. That's see, this is how you know it's bullshit. You it's love to ruin my time, and that's exactly why you keep doing it. I like to get right to the edge of ruining your time and then pull back. Lately, yeah. the old, the old, just on the cusp was, of tears. A tear never <laughs> drops. Maybe yeah. one single one. The tear never drops. That's the motto of our podcast. I, that was, uh, I, I was playing along. You can't even, you can't, you can't tell me that I wasn't playing along. Playing along I think you were playing along, but I also sensed a, a genuine, like, a like genuine guilt. Because, like, when we talked about it, like, you can't, you can't say, like, you didn't. Didn't not like it because we talked. Well, like, you were like, "Well, guys, come on, he's actually like a cool guy." At first, that's old. A, that's at first. I think I think I that's like, well, an interesting. That's not an cool interesting anymore. thing. Oh. Is Craig has Craig <laughs> has the biggest like, commitment to cool. Like Craig, <laughs> Craig has the greatest desire for something to be like in his head. He's like, "Oh yeah, it's like." 
the wind kind of blows past and it's like this oh thing happens God. and yeah, it's like dude, that's it's sick. so and like you have the biggest commitment to something being like cool in the way that you see he it. He also right? watches the most anime, so I don't watch any anime anymore. So, so. I mean at the time yeah, I was probably watching a lot of anime at the time. <laughs> yeah, start of COVID and stuff, especially. Yeah. Yep. What's your top anime? <laughs> this is this is a, this is a bonus can question. We, can we bonus give, question. Can we give away the Easter egg, the test subject 405G Easter egg? If you want to. It has to do with an, well, maybe we can Nobody give like asked. a bread crumb. Yeah, no, no one asked. I feel like uh, maybe they don't deserve it if they didn't ask. Well, do you know who? So one person, figured Anthony figured it out. Yeah, Anthony figured it out. Yeah, yeah I guess uh, throw it throw it in the Discord. Do you guys know where Craig got the number 405 from? Yeah, if you want to know this, the secret answer to my favorite anime, it is embedded in the name Test Subject 405. Yeah, I wouldn't give it to him. I think they should work for yeah, it, true, frankly. True, 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 true. Um, <clears throat> so that's your answer for your favorite anime as well? Yeah, my test subject 405G. I think that's probably my favorite anime too. It's a good one. It's probably because it's the best anime. But there's also, you know what I really like and how I should rewatch sometime is Steins Gate. I think I've been meaning to watch that because I know you've spoken high. Yeah, let's watch it, dude. I've been meaning to because you've spoken very highly of it and I find it's really hard to watch new anime sometimes. So my favorite is. Probably Haikyuu. Oh, I thought you were gonna say, oh, who, yeah. I thought you were gonna say what character yeah. you, you would be in the in the oh the right. Streets. Oh yeah, let's that. get back to that. So we both said test subject four hundred five G. I'd much rather be a character from Haikyuu. Maybe the, maybe the maybe the tall blocker who first who, who doesn't think that he's good enough and oh, doesn't okay. think it's worthwhile to try, but then learns that it is it's like inherently fun to try. Oh, I remember him. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you just want to be like a, a high schooler in contemporary Japan. That's that's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> that's, okay. I want to I want to live the life of Persona Five and have it never stop. I Except pl- that you just keep it in the real life part. Yeah. Of Persona oh yeah. 5 I don't ever yeah. go into the dungeon or anything. Yeah, 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 I'll okay. go into the dungeon if they need me. But like, <laughs> you know, so don't you're happy to hang on that cafe or whatever. Just like you know, like kind of work part time at a cafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drink coffee, have a girlfriend, uh, <laughs> have a cat. It's like a lot of things that you already do, but okay. <laughs> it's, it's just in Japan. Okay. So um, no Neon Streets character that you want to share? That I would want to be? Yeah, IRL. Uh, like if you had to choose. Fucking, you know, Frog Doctor's pretty good. Is he really? <laughs> Maybe Is not. Is he really? <laughs> just, it's um, fine. Just take that. We'll of, take that. None of them are like, yeah, like none of them are really people that you want to be. I'm trying to think. Like, who do you want to be? Frog Doctor like? had, uh, he had Turtle Fairy accent. Turtleback Fairy accent. What is that? You remember? Turtleback Ian? Turtleback. <laughs> Turtleback Ian, man. No. You remember the Pathfinder game we played where all my NPCs sounded the same? <laughs> it sounded, you sounded like you sounded like Doctor uh, like the original Dr. Pathfinder Cornwall. campaign that we played together. Uh, yeah. Well, the one the first the one IDM the one IDM was it like what would do the voice? It's like oh hello yeah I, yeah yeah I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm from yeah. Turtleback Ferry oh. <laughs> yeah 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 that's right hello yeah. I'm Doctor Cornwall you know is that, is that no not Doctor Cornwall that. like Timo Rain he's just getting high I used to, I used to rave about the voices oh you want to be that guy well oh. I'd rather be him than Doctor Doctor Corndog or whatever Cornwall yeah, yeah. Corndog <laughs> Husky you know Cornwall. I used to rave about your Pathfinder voices because it was the first time someone had oh. ever ever done a voice in general the fact that they were all the same did not never heard anybody pretend no because I like played with D and D with my dad and stuff like in a in a group with my family. Steve didn't. No, didn't Steve, was like by, Steve was like. Steve was my my papa it. was a by the books D and D dice roller. Dude, I I played you know? a I played a one shot with some people. I forget it was like a it was like a a really small system where it's only designed for one shots and mm. everybody rolls some amount of dice to determine like what kind of forest critter you are. 
mm-hmm. and that determines all your stats and stuff like that. And cool. I, I got a fox, and I basically very cool. I basically just did Dizzy's voice for it. And one of the and we were playing online over COVID. So yeah, I was playing a fox, and I basically did Dizzy's voice for a fox. And one of the guys was like, "Okay, like wait a sec, are you like running your voice through a program to do that or something?" He was like. That's genuinely amazing. like you yeah. probably felt so good. I, I was like, dude, like I'm just like fucking, you know. <laughs> yeah. I have a podcast, so yeah, plug the podcast. That's awesome. Okay, speed around, speed around. Yeah. Um, what exactly is neon gray? <laughs> <laughs> if you have to ask, you know, I don't know. True, to tell you. true, yeah. true. Um, Croik asks, can we get more world history lore in season two? Um, I think the short answer is. Yes. Well, we kind of did. We this story was world history history lore, right? I mean, we're yeah. Mudman riots, point. the fall of genetic corp. That should all be now canon in this world. I mean, that's that's a really good point, actually. Uh, I guess Croix's probably wondering if uh, they can get a little bit more uh, past. Yeah, like the 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 war. Yeah. Uh, like you know that kind of stuff. Like you know what what happened to uh, to exactly lead to this cyberpunk dystopia. I would say we're we'll probably continue to like hint at it. Um, I, I don't know. I, I personally, uh, like, I just love like feeling a world rather than like telling about it. Yeah. We don't need the so, narrator to come in and do an exposition yeah. dump for a bunch yeah. of stuff. Yeah. that's not relevant to what's going on. So like, I think things will come up and they will continue to come up, but they're going to come up like organically. You're going to like experience things through characters. A lot of it's probably going to be like improvised. So like, you know, a character that has some knowledge of what happened in the past or like some personal knowledge is going to share that in some way and then we'll learn about it that way and maybe we don't know what it is until it happens i have some ideas but i will also say that i don't have like like a fucking book at home like nor should <laughs> like yeah in, no you shouldn't streets, like lore uh yeah. no it's, it's a little bit more uh, loose and organic than that i would say so the answer is yes but it won't be just spoon fed in a bunch of like random yeah. exposition yeah exactly exactly <clears throat> and it's also like yeah there is not there is not a, a monolithic neon streets lore at this point to even spoon feed to you yeah mm. um if Tess never got captured, was Blink ever going to appear as either a PC or NPC during the first campaign? Probably not. Hard to say. Hard to I, say. I think. I uh, think NPC probably at least. I, I think maybe could have been like an evil, maybe an evil character. I, I think like we definitely like planted the seed early, and like we actually like uh, we had like a, um, we did play a couple like weird little one shots to kind of like get people used to their characters. So like like Craig played this little one shot where he like went through a. Like a training, yeah, training course, like the same training room, in fact, that uh, that we used in the end. So that's yeah. kind of a funny it's little. It's like, a sick callback for yeah. us and nobody yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> nobody else um, got to enjoy that. <laughs> and then Lee went through a, a, a one shot where he like it was like his final. Uh, like the betrayal run. Yeah, it was a betrayal and you run. Blank. Exactly. I played Blink, and, and his he was, voice he was, he was, sounded like I don't remember it all. <laughs> um, but he was also he's a pretty different guy, and he broke. I remember he broke the ice by like opening up a briefcase. Like he was in, he's in the net. His avatar opens up a briefcase, and like a bunch of rats come out and like gnaw on it, which is kind of funny because Dizzy became the rat guy. Yeah, true. But like that was how he broke the ice in the uh, in the oh prequel. Man, and, such um, cool origins. Yeah. So like, would he come back? I think maybe, um, but it would have like I, I didn't have any plans at the time to bring him back, and I was really happy that I think. I was yeah, stoked to get to play that, like him. Craig got to play him. I think yeah. I suggested, and Craig was super down, which made me I was really, really happy. Yeah. Well, at that point, also there was prior to Craig picking up Blink, there was like this short discussion of like Komodo becomes a PC and Craig is the DM. Yeah, that was yeah. another option, and we we moved away from that. 
I did one session and they said, no, 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 I didn't have it. We actually switched just, halfway through. Like, actually, we'll make Ben DM it, again. It just, the little, the literal problem was just like, like, yeah, that's a big, transition. it was like, well, yeah, it's like a huge transition and like Craig, you know, doesn't do the NPC voices. So I would still be doing all the NPCs and Komodo and Craig would be doing new NPCs, which like, it just, oh, yeah, it just became a really true. weird logistical thing. Yeah, um, it would have been really cool if we could make it work, but I just think it wasn't. I think really that was the biggest thing. It's me having to take over NPC voices that you had already done was gonna be like a total shit. It just show. wouldn't work. So and it, also just like playing them. Yeah, yeah. So I think like, not gonna work. I think that kind of transition would work a lot better in like kind of a classic adventure type game where you're like are moving cities All or whatever. Yeah, constantly. exactly. Or so. even in this one, if you go to yeah, like Cyber Philadelphia. Yeah, whatever. yeah, that kind of thing. But you have to like give like the new GM an opportunity to like play with new things and not just like yeah. you have to like yeah, play yeah. with the shit that I had established because exactly. that just like it just kind of sucks for, for them. It's not really fair. Yeah. What up? <laughs> what up? What up? <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Oh my God. Do I have to spell it out? Perfect. To the editor of the show. Yeah. <laughs> this is coming from Komodo Stan 69 aka JP. Mm. Which episode gave you the most trouble editing? <laughs> I don't know if I can remember exactly which one, but I, I will say that I can just like recall an experience that I had with it. two, maybe three different episodes where we did so much like just stuff that couldn't stay in where it's just like just either like really dumb bantering, just arguing or like or just like doubling back on stuff. Where we like go to <laughs> just taking selfies. That's right fine. <laughs> you didn't care what I have to say. <laughs> no, I they uh, asked for this. They uh, there were a few episodes where yeah, we would just like go way too off the deep end on certain things, and then like cutting it together into something coherent. Or like there was literal times where it's like, okay, we actually need to like get rid of what we just did because it completely is put a kibosh on everything, and then we just go a completely different direction, and then that's like. That's that's like hours of me sitting through this episode and then yeah. getting to this point where I'm like, oh shit, we said that we're cutting all of this out. Oh, I no. guess I shouldn't have cut all of that stuff. Oh, I but didn't yeah, even realize that. Most of the time, it's just the long ones where we get sidetracked. I, yeah, no one knows us who listens because they don't get the full uncuts, but like Lee has great references and he <laughs> likes to say them in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, and Ben <laughs> likes to take the bait every time. Yeah. So I'm sitting there being like, oh, this is going to be fucking so fun. Okay, you take wait. the bait too a lot of the time. To of be course fair. I do, but you at least I'm the one. The when you take it because well, I'm sitting there like wow this is going to be so Well, fun. I'm the one who has to take responsibility for it at the end of the day and do something about it though so it's like I feel like I get it's a free fair. pass <laughs> you, yeah that's fair actually that's a good point I give you a free pass <laughs> I, or I'll stamp your free pass but yeah I think uh, the hardest ones to edit uh, we're, we're probably just like aside from those just early on when I was like learning how to do stuff and make stuff sound okay and get good music and stuff but yeah alright coming again from JP after the sewer arc where everything went to shit and y'all dipped for like months, <laughs> gave half of us anxiety of what happened to our boys. Was that intentional? Due to a pandemic, I believe. Only half, of, only half of them got yeah. anxiety. Their half was like, good riddance. <laughs> well, so yeah, they, we, they say that yeah. jokingly, but I think like realistically, there was like that long stretch where we were like, I, I mean, at least me personally, I was like super bummed that we weren't able to do this. And if I think we were all pretty, but we were all like, man, it'd be so nice because we just wanted to see friends, not like not only friends, but yeah. obviously like this gang, like we knew who we had a good group of guys to go do this with and uh, missing, just working on stuff. There was a lot of yeah. stuff missing from our lives at that time because of that. And it was, it was definitely sucky. Yeah. yeah I, th sucky. I think the answer there is that we took like pandemic isolation pretty seriously. Yeah. And also uh, the like, 
the components of the show that are the audio quality and also the yeah. like guys in a room feel. Yeah, we're not we, like we weren't doing it online. We weren't like willing to like compromise on those things, which like they could have maybe worked and we could have tried it, but like we, I just didn't think we wanted to really. No. So it, it was it was no. it was just COVID. It wasn't like. It wasn't like an intentional yeah, cliffhanger. We weren't trying to leave you on a cliffhanger. Cause I know like the big cliffhanger I think that, that people had was like at the end of the sewers arc. Yeah. yeah. That's what he said. Yeah, that's said. when yeah, Tess yeah. gets taken by Kingfisher. Yeah. And it's like so it's just like bad luck that that was okay. where we got like cut off by the pandemic, honestly. But kinda, I will also say luck. I was it's gonna say that that feels like the end of a season. If it was, if this were like a, a three season show or something like that, that feels like the end of season two in a weird way. Yeah. Which is kinda cool, you know? Like, yeah. I think that kind of does work. But it's also um, like I get the pain I'm thinking about when I was it's a like kid and like BBC know. was on and oh, like fuck. and like I stopped watching it I couldn't watch it like like after season one because like I remember watching reruns for like a fucking year a fucking year I just Brutal. gave up I was like I don't want to watch DBZ this is bullshit I've watched this shit like four it, times well it was crushing when you were a kid and you got home and you're putting on YTV where DBZ exactly. is playing and it's like they restarted it again. It's, yeah, yeah, it's moving along, and you're like, this time they're gonna get to them, and then it goes back to the very first, and it's like, oh my god. And DBZ oh. is like, like famously bloated and slow, so it's just like, yeah, now you gotta watch the same bloated, slow fights over and over again. Well, I mean, it's really there's like one fight in the whole first season. It's just like Raditz. Uh, yeah, Raditz versus uh, like Piccolo uh, Krillin Gohan. and Piccolo. Oh, yeah, Gohan and Special Gohan. Gohan. Goku finally comes Cammon? at the end, and it's cool. But like, then what happens after that? Yeah, and then the the worst part is like what happens after that is that it's the same shit again. You get to like watch a slow yeah. season and it ends on some bullshit. And anyway, well, one thing I will say is thank you to everyone who did kick it uh, that whole time uh, while we were away to come back. Like when we came back, we were kind of like, oh, well, we probably kind of fucked this up, and they're like not gonna have anyone here to listen anymore. And we came back to basically like full stop the exact same amount of people that we were getting. And maybe even like an uptick, actually, like maybe even like a little bump up from like what we get on an, on an average episode that gets released. So that was like obviously a nice thing to be like, oh, yeah, like we can still do this and people will come back. So for sure. Super yeah, dope. it was really nice. Much to appreciated. Come back to that. Yeah. Thank you uh, to our listeners. You guys are great. Cal asks, what are your inspirations for the cyberpunk genre? The world feels really unique yet familiar, which is why I love it. What was the question again? Sorry, I was too what are your inspirations for the cyberpunk genre? <laughs> this, is, uh, this is more for me, uh, currently. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I was very unfamiliar with the cyberpunk genre <clears throat> when we yeah. first started, um, but but you got more familiar after uh, you read Neuromancer, right? <laughs> Listen to <laughs> you, a bunch of it. You finished that book, right? Didn't finish you didn't finish the audiobook, though, right? No, I didn't. Finish <laughs> <it>. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You've seen The Matrix, at least I think yeah. probably. Well. Uh, more cyberpunk stuff, oddly enough, has been like in my zeitgeist since then. Too. Like what? Like Edge Runners, and then this oh, show, yeah. show <laughs> and and Edge Runners, pretty solid stuff. stuff. Runners, uh, was pretty I haven't solid. finished Edge Runners. I only watched like four episodes, but they were all really good. Me yeah. too. But I, yeah. I seemingly just hit a, a hard stop right there. Oh, and, just yeah. get down and Akira, you bought me Akira on Blu-ray yeah, we, at we some bought, point. I bought you Akira. You know, nudge, nudge. You gotta watch Akira a bunch more. I know you've seen it a few yeah, times yeah. now. Yeah, I've seen it four times now. Sick <clears throat> movie. It's Honestly, sick. Every time I watch it now, like I, the first time I watched it, I was like, I was like, man, this is crazy. Like the world in this is insane. It's so cool. And I was kind of like, 
kind of so so on the plot. And the next time I watched it, it was kind of the same vibe. Then like the third time I watched it, though, I was like, man, this movie's actually the thing way that, better than I even realized. The thing that always gets me now, and like I just burst out laughing every time, is they they in that movie they do so much of this thing where they they ramp up this music for like literally a second. Like it's like this music that comes in, it's like for sure you gotta hear 10 more seconds of it, but it goes on for like a second and then just hard cuts. It's like it starts, it's like, what the hell happened? Funny. But it's hilarious. Like it's, it's got funny. a very famous soundtrack. I can't remember yeah. like the band, but like it's got this weird like yeah like heavy on like the drums it's like yeah. this weird like duka, 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 all the time it's so cool yeah um mm. anyway Kira's cool you guys watch Kira if you haven't seen it it's sick um what were your inspirations for cyberpunk lee <clears throat> um i guess the thing that i would say well i think that you didn't mention altered carbon so that's in there didn't mention it but it is um and obviously neuromancer but then like the one thing also is like brazil yeah, definitely Brazil. Brazil, just like the extremely like frustrating like society. There's so much like bureaucratic red tape and stuff like that. That's not on Criterion, is it? It was on last month. And I now it's gone. I that know. was that. If Dizzy got killed, It'll that was what, what my character was going to be, too. Was the Robert De Niro? Yeah, guy? Robert yeah, De Niro character. Sick, yeah. yeah. Um, I would say um, a weird inspiration uh, for me was uh, the movie Repo Man. Have you seen that? It's not it's not cyberpunk, but like it's this weird like uh it is punk and they live in this world where like um all like the the products are just like labeled what they are, like they like like no name brand stuff, you know, it's just like the shit just like says what it is, like beer says beer, you know, like like food says food, you know. So I, I got that for like the corp naming. It was just mm. like, you know, it's just like, yeah, it's just you know, you name the corpse what they are. It's just like let's be real. Um, they're no longer competing with another corporation. They don't <laughs> yeah, have to they, try. They're the winners. Yeah, <laughs> I will say it is, there's a weird, a weird world where we live in where it's like, yeah, they don't seem to compete with anybody else until it's convenient for the story for us to have like yeah, <laughs> some other business Sub-corp. that we can go yeah, yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's good. Yeah, I'd say um, yeah, those are big ones though. Like Neuromancer is huge. <laughs> Just for like the flavor. Um, I mean, like Dizzy is literally just like a rip off of like the main character of Neuromancer. Like, yeah, it's so much so that I was like, well, this is stupid, but so what? It was a starting point yeah, and yeah. became something completely different. Yeah. Well, not completely different, but like m- very different in terms of personality and mm-hmm. stuff. Well, like know? the main character, like Case, doesn't have any personality. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, he's he's a real like blank slate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For, I mean, for for like Robotville, I think we already talked about it, but it like, yeah, like for like Chandler. detective noir fiction, yeah, Raymond Chandler, um, Ninja Turtles, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, you know what? The funny thing about cyberpunk, though, really, is like it's a uh, it's a genre that's like really like kind of popular. Like it's you know it's online. A lot of people like like the aesthetics and stuff like that. There's not like a ton of like really really good cyberpunk stuff. Like there's a few like standouts like The Matrix and Akira, Blade and Runner. But yeah, I know you're like it's it's like a it's kind of a, a broad genre in a lot of ways. It's just like you know there's there's themes and like tropes that connect things together. Um, but yeah, if, if like you really love cyberpunk, it's hard to find like good cyberpunk fiction to like read and like good cyberpunk movies to watch. There's like there's like a handful, you know, and it's like, yeah, it's kind of a funny thing that way. It's interesting. Yeah. How established the aesthetic is. And like everybody, like when you say cyberpunk, it's like instantly you have the like image in your head. But yeah, it's like, yeah, I can point to like a handful of like pieces of art out there. And like mm-hmm. a lot of them aren't that great. Like I've read a, a fair amount of like cyberpunk fiction. and Most of it's just kind of like 
kind of like trashy genre fiction at the end of the day. Like it's fun to read, but it's like what I recommend it. It's like probably not unless you really, really like cyberpunk stuff, you know? Alita and Battle Angel. Alita Battle Angel. That was is, one that uh, I did see. Pretty sick. It's before. pretty sick. And, is that uh, before, before our show came out? Did that come out before? Definitely. Yeah. Because I watched that show. I heard that Ghost was show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Scarlett Johansson version, right? <clears throat> Never seen it. <laughs> What's next? Lando Mando EDC asks. Who would win in a fight between Komodo and Remy Pimby? Like a fist fight, lol. I think it was pretty, pretty obvious, obvious that yeah. Remy Pimby would we win. We all agreed. Especially I if it's only agree. fist, like Komodo, if well, he could use his teeth. You could be wrong. What do you okay. mean? Like, it's that's fist like fight, a fist fight, lol. A fist fight, lol. So, like, lol? Yeah. Like, but like, what does that mean? Like, they can do any tactic that they want, or like, I think if any tactic is allowed, then that makes it even more in favor of Rimby Pimby, who's just gonna have some crazy tactic. Yeah, I think Rimby Pimby's got a lot of shit up his sleeve. Yeah, it seems you know? it seems impossible that he doesn't. He's got that crazy car. That's, that's and crazy. Like, you, it's like we've seen Komodo bite guys to death. Clones, and clones, clones, clones. He, the last time he tried to bite a guy, he broke his teeth. Well, and then he that died. Does it, you can't, you and then can't he make, died and got a cure. Yeah, how well did that go? You can't say, oh, <laughs> clones, clones. And then he tried to bite just a regular guy. Nothing was going on with that guy at all. That was a totally normal guy. It's like he we, tried to bite a nerd. We literally never saw Rimby Pimby do anything with any combat prowess. Which is yeah. exactly Which why is it seems likely. Because if, if it's anything, if, if, if it could be anything, that, that immediately puts him as more likely to win than Komodo. Because Komodo, we know for a fact, wasn't that great fighting. They fucking bit, guys. Most of the like time he rapped. He had like one HP. Yeah, know? most of the time he rapped. How Mostly many rapped. HP did Rimby Pimby have? <laughs> yeah. More than uh, one. He had a lot of HP. <laughs> well. Oh, he had a lot of HP. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't so know. anyway, the answer, uh, the answer, Lando Mando, is uh, two versus one, Rimby Pimby would win. If it's yeah. boxing, I feel like, yeah, Rimby Pimby would win. But if it's like, if Komodo can bite, maybe... He's lucky. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. I think I think Rimby Pimby would win personally. I think Rimby Pimby just like won't take a he won't take a loss, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I just think he's like not that kind of guy. He seems I, like he's like very much like seasoned uh underground kind of guy that's not a pushover. He's, he's he a works vet. so he he's works so low. He shows up to the opera think about it, he shows up to pick up Dizzy and, and test originally like solo. Like he's got no backup so he obviously can like handle it himself. Doesn't he have like a like a cool army jacket on he had a cool shit? army jacket. Yeah. Yeah over oh. a suit. Um Rain asks what tattoo should I get thanks bros? <laughs> Oh my God! From the oh, from the show, like no. related to the show. I think so. Is that for I real? I think that's what they are are thinking. They like they've been talking for a while about like getting a tattoo from the show. I I would say if you're gonna get like, a neon streets tattoo, I think it's kind of like you could get one of the gang tattoos. But like I think they're all no. kind of like silly. Like the gangs that have tattoos are like the stupidest gangs in the show, and they're not people that you'd want to associate with in real life. They're like a bunch of bunch of silly silly geese. I would say just get like a tattoo of a cat. Uh, it's not related to the show. Oh yeah, but that's a good but tattoo. Just, yeah, just do that. That is a good cat tattoos are good. Uh, there's a tattooer. 
in somewhere in the UK in Leeds or something whose name is like Iris Liss, who just does fucking cat tattoos that are really sick. So <laughs> my, adv- wants to get a cat. my advice yeah, to you, <laughs> Rain, is look up bad Iris advice. underscore Liss. Like it's not bad advice. Get but, a cat tattoo. How about, how about you answer their question? Oh, yeah. okay. And then you get the, you get like I guess I guess you to get be, like okay, you, you know, get, no no fair, no just wait. Well, you get like a little what tattoo. T- should I get? So you did. Okay, my, but like maybe if you needed to be about this show, then get like a cool little cyber. Genetic enhancement on the cyber cab, pooch. Like, cyber pooch. Cyber pooch. What's that even from? Because I know we stole that from. Oh, like, high. Oh fuck! I'm glad it's from a cool show and not a dumb show. <laughs> it says that they wanted to spend money on me without really knowing anything about me. Cyber pooch. <laughs> um. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> show that hasn't aged well that made Craig feel uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> um, Do you guys have any tattoo ideas for Rain? I don't. I don't think any of us have tattoos, well, which makes this we don't like, good, more like, complicated for us. Which is funny. Like three guys in a room, <laughs> three no guys. tattoos, no tattoos. Yeah, that's it's kind of fucking weird. I feel like in this well, day and age, the thing is, what I'm realizing is like there's nothing like super like symbolic, not like. Like emblematic, yeah, like emblematic from the show that we ever set up. Like uh, other than like corporations, like, I would, why would you want to ever get, do that? I would maybe get like, uh, yeah, like you get a corporation tattoo, which would be, you know, it's kind of like gulp. it's kind of like getting the bad guy tattoo. I know, but, that, and yeah, I, but I wouldn't get the big gulp because that's like that's actually a brand. They're not even like, like it's like they're not even the bad <laughs> guys. They're gulp. like the horrible, <laughs> disgusting, evil. I get like a frog translation. I, I get a frog corp life. tattoo. Frog corp, frog sick. corp yeah, tattoo. That's the one. Or I get. A tattoo of the frog dog of Lily the frog dog. Maybe. Oh, Lily yeah, the frog yeah. dog. That bad, is the yeah. best yeah. one. It's not bad, Lily right? That, not yeah, bad. that was so cool when she dies immediately too in a gruesome way. I yeah, think, that was like, funny. Yeah. I also I don't hate like um, <laughs> tattoo <Horrible>. ideas like, <laughs> like JP iguana in a hot tub. <laughs> JP iguana in <laughs> a hot tub. I feel like that's a that's a pretty. We have to be pretty big to get the detail necessary. Do you get some punji spikes done? <laughs> you get some punji spikes. <laughs> you get some Seven Eleven hot food, just like taquito, oh, yeah, yeah. like a, yeah, a taquito or like a chicken wing, or something relating to Slaville. Slurpy yeah. Village. Slurpy Village. So you could just get a foot because of Ben's foot fetish. True, it's <laughs> an option. Get your teeth straight. You could get like a big set of teeth. <laughs> get, get your teeth straight. Uh, you could just get 405G on your arm. Oh, true. Yeah. Just yeah. to represent test subject, 405G. Um, something something about, yeah, Flooby Dupes, maybe. Ooh, a Flooby Dupes record. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, um, okay. Uh, what was that stupid book? You get, you get the, the date 29, too, you know? <laughs> you could get this. Oh, oh you should get like a, you could get like, you could get uh, like a banner style one that says, Fast Boons cartoon <laughs> semaphore. <laughs> yeah, it was a deep cut. That's a deep cut. Didn't even make it into the show. <laughs> yeah, that's a deep cut. Fast Boons cartoon semaphore. It, didn't that make it into the show? Like, well, I, I mean, it you, made it. You were like, it didn't. No. It didn't. It didn't make it into the canon. It made it into the recording, which is really. I think. Did we even talk about this already? How it's like saloon is like right there like what the <laughs> fuck was i thinking <laughs> fast moon saloon i even got the s i think i laughed yeah. so hard i think my brain just <laughs> so like stopped funny. working you're like <laughs> fast boons cartoon, cartoon semaphore <laughs> it like it, it came out fluidly but slowly in a way that you could tell yeah. you weren't super happy with i wasn't it's uh <laughs> I was hoping for something that made more sense. Like <laughs> salute. It actually rhymes with cartoon and fast boon. Yeah. <laughs> fast boon's cartoon salute. You're the triple yeah. threat lined up. I know. Semaphore. Semaphore. Anyway, um, but yeah, I think also like 
somebody was asking for like I think maybe, maybe it was like creature or something asking for like uh, like what's the infomancers like like yeah. uh, their gang tattoo and that'd be cool whatever it is that would be a cool one to get because <laughs> infomancers are cool yeah um would be the one to go with too, yeah they got I the don't know like we project. could I don't know if, if that, that would be a cool one that's like legit kind of sick and like kind of a cool like group in the show um so there's. I don't think that helps at all, Rain, but uh, maybe we'll work they draw on some it. We'll work on I do it. think that you we'll should get a, back. a cat tattoo. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> which brings it back to uh, which is the next question actually was uh, what's the gang tat for Infomancers, actually? So there you go. That's what God I was thinking. Damn. Don't know. I, I don't know. Sorry. I think. Um, we'll think about it. I mean, don't, well, don't say here, like, well I, I feel like thinking about it ruins the entire point of like. Like everything, like all the other gang tattoos are just like some shit that I came up with. So well, why should well, it's got to be the be? free net, right? Something to do with the free net, like some oh, symbol. Freedom. For the free okay, net. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, draw a picture of freedom. <laughs> an eagle. <laughs> yeah, American flag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's actually just an eagle on your chest in in trad actually, style. Now that I think about it, free net's like a real oxymoron, eh? Yeah, because interesting. Nets are about like capture, and freedom's about like the opposite of capture. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. We'll think kind about of, it. Yeah. Infomancers. I would kind say of. like um, Infomancer with their logo. I think the Infomancers logo <laughs> would be like like a little wand with some sparkles coming out of it. And it's making the words what? Infomancers in like really like like silly fantasy fonts. Infomancers. <laughs> Infomancers. Like Bratz font or some shit? Not like Bratz font, but just like a... Like a, like yeah like like something cute but like a little more fantasy than that you know like it's, it's not a cool tattoo. <laughs> don't don't get that I guess. Yeah, so take it back. Don't get that one. But well, that's, that's officially yeah. canon. It's a wand with some sparkles and it says Infomancers inside. Why would it a be a wand? Yeah. Cause, canon, uh, Mancer, yeah. like Infomancer, like like a, like a you know necromancer, oh, necromancer or, you know. Oh, uh, I started Mistborn, Allomancers. Okay, well, I don't know what that means. Yeah, what? Okay. <laughs> this know. is you Hedgy Buns asks for the GM: <laughs> Are there any NPCs you wish had gotten more screen time? I think the short answer is uh, is is not really. Like I think everybody got enough screen time, um, and I think that everybody picked up on the ones that were the most fun, and the ones that were not fun just got left in the lurch, and that is where mm. they belonged. I think that's right. Yeah. I think we yeah, you're right. We had definitely some small doses NPCs that also worked well as that in small doses you know there so. you go and i think that like you know trust your guy with that stuff it's like if you're not feeling like bringing them back they probably fucking suck yeah because i think like once an npc probably the npc isn't actually like dead if they've gone somewhere and they were really good and it feels like you gotta bring them back like that's komodo right there right that's komodo, exactly baby. The one, he was the one that uh yep. yeah hedgy buns well, asked so i get. i oh, mean sorry. like there's like komodo but there's also tier and glenn were recurring True. and like rimby pimby kept coming yeah. back and like i guess even espinoza there's is one of them i feel like i like glenn more than the average person i don't know why i love glenn you like glenn? I, love glenn. I think people I like glenn, glenn, glenn awesome, yeah okay, i i kind of wish glenn had a little more screen time like i actually have some ideas on like where glenn's art could go so maybe we'll see glenn in yeah the what future. was up with him at the end because he was just sad and we couldn't i don't want to tell you yeah, yeah <laughs> i guess i guess that's one kind of like like one that you'd want more screen time for and also to be like what really fucking yeah. happened well that glenn? was like you know that was a string you like you could have pulled a little bit obviously it was a definitely like a side quest kind of vibe but um 
like yeah like if you had decided to like decided to go see what was up with glenn like yeah i had some ideas and i uh i hopefully will be able to bring him into the show uh in the future railroad railroad fucking railroad dude you can only show up if it happens naturally yeah if you have any ideas beforehand that's a railroad okay i got, I got one more <laughs> from hedgy buns uh for the players are there any aspects that your characters ended up uh oh sorry Oh, sorry, I misread it. For the players, are there any aspects to your characters that ended up going in different directions than what you originally ima- imagined? I don't even like remember. The aspects got so muddied by the end. We were not updating them regularly. We were playing way more with what was active in front of us. So maybe which let's is fun actually but. reframe it. Are there any like aspects like you know generally speaking, not necessarily like the actual things you wrote down, but oh, like, did your character change how from how you'd envisioned them uh, initially? Well, Blink did. I don't even really want to talk too much about what Blink I thought Blink was going to be. I I didn't. Well, why not? What's what? Well, not I guess more episodes with Blink. He wants to up. be mysterious. All right. Well, I think I thought Blink was going to be part of like a, a resistance kind of thing, and I thought we were going to do more of like a uh, Mr. Like, Robot. Yeah, like we're going to kind of show up to some facility or like some out like go out of the big gulp to go visit some kind of land where they had this setup of like this big thing. We're going to storm the the corpse and like figure this out. That's kind of how I envisioned it, but. Right. I was much more satisfied with the way it went. In the I, end. I think like the sh- the reason I didn't go in that direction, like I I, I don't think I. Well, yeah, I think it's just it was just a lot. It was just like it was a lot to like organize. It's like a lot of new NPCs and stuff, and like mm-hmm. yeah, it just kind of like it kind of takes the the story like away from the characters that we had been focusing on, and like brings in a lot of new elements. And I thought in my mind it was like let's let's try to keep this you know tight. So I that's why I also I put like. Queen's dumpster right outside of like Tears yeah. Bar. It's like, you know what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody's I all close together. Let's not make this more complicated than it needs to be. I think it opens up the opportunity to do it as like a proper like series maybe later on too, where if we end up doing like some weird end game thing, it's like all of this stuff that has maybe been going on in our previous series contribute to this like I long mean, history yeah. of like how this resistance grew. Yeah, it's Queen like was started a cell. with Blink and Queen yeah. and this yeah. Queen was this like, like a, a like some sort of splinter cell kind of situation. Yeah, you know? which is cool. Yeah. So, what you um got? cool. Well for, yeah for Dizzy did did it change did Dizzy change or character all? things that you had planned that changed? Well I didn't really have anything planned. True. I'll say that. Uh except for like the mycotoxin. But like I feel like I intentionally made Dizzy really tropey so that he could just sort of ride the rails because mm. you were doing something that was like slightly less tropey. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Like it was complimentary. I was, I was listening to some other podcast and it was like a podcast, like just about like role playing games. It wasn't like an actual play. And the guy said, he's like, I was playing a, I was playing an RPG with some friends and we're playing a pirate game and everybody's going around the table. And one guy's like, Oh, I'm the cook. And like one guy's like, Oh, I'm like this guy, like a scribe that's on the ship. And I'm like this guy and this guy. And it finally got to me and I was like, nobody's fucking playing a pirate, like in this pirate game. And it's like, I feel like that's kind of why I made yeah. Dizzy be like just so archetypical. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Somebody's got to be the pirate. Someone it's has like, to be the this pirate. Is a, this is a pirate game. We need the pirate. So like Dizzy sort of rolled the rails. But like, you know, the, I think that the emotional things sort of came to fruition in a way that I didn't like necessarily like intend or like desire. But like that was ultimately satisfying. I didn't plan for any of that, obviously. Right. So. I think honestly, like, and when you put it that way, it's nice because yeah, getting that dizzy character up front in center, it also frees us going forward to explore some of these other, uh, you know, kinds of characters in the universe, uh, knowing that we've already hit 
all of the major cyberpunk <laughs> tropes, tropes yeah. pretty much you know other than maybe maybe we need some more robots or something um, <laughs> <laughs> i like a, i guess like the the one trope that we maybe are missing is like in our party at least is like a extremely like like modified person yeah we we didn't have a ton of like uh cyborg like a yeah, yeah but that, well no we guys we had cyborg sorry we had actually, lots of npcs the infomancers were and the meat machines were very cyborgian yeah. but i guess like one thing i noticed about cyborgs in general is like they're just like not as cool as you think like i think they're really <laughs> cool in like a tv show or a movie where you get to like just like stare at their arms and like their legs and their other cyborg parts and just be like that's so sick but like in an audio medium it's just like He's like, yeah, yeah, and he's got a cyber arm, or and he reaches arms. over and grabs him with his cyber arm and does cyber arm stuff. It's just like, yeah, all right, you know, like this, that's all right, sure. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's not that exciting, you know. Creature asks, uh, what was your favorite arc and/or favorite moment throughout the campaign? My favorite arc was, I think, probably the sewers. I yeah. agree. I would Sewer say arc-wise, that was the most fun to play. It was weird because there was a moment when we first got down in the sewers where I'm like, what the fuck are we going to do down here? Because we were just w- running around this like maze, kept running into f- to Genetic Corp like SEAL team people, you know? And then uh, it ended up just being like some of the fun ones we got with the test subjects and, and John Paul Iguana. Some of the best improv I think we'd ever done Plus, like a lot of epic stuff with Kingfisher showing up, the crocodile, the matron, all this crazy yeah, stuff. Some crazy fight. It, it was, was really like funny. three yeah. or four, three or four episodes just like in that room with the test subjects, like yeah. like hanging out slash fighting stuff. Crazy stuff happened. I also started yeah. doing a lot more of the sound design immersion stuff, like the water drips. I remember that one thing I did, this is me obviously fucking telling myself I'm sick. One thing I was happy with was when Tess dropped into that hole in the water and I had that echo effect. That was the first time I did like a voice changer at all in the entire show. And I was like, oh, this is a thing that we can definitely do because that's Voice cool. changes are cool. Yeah. Sick, yeah. Lee? Uh, yeah, Sewer Sillies. And also though, like the whole Mudman Riots oh, <laughs> sort yeah. of section. That was, I think, and that's sort of like a direct continuation of that because Kingfisher comes back and there's all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, true. And like Flooby Dupes comes to fruition. It kind of like solidified Komodo is like a team member for real at that point yeah, and stuff. Yeah, his art. So, yeah. And like, that's obviously when Blink is starting to be good and stuff. And like, so that Exciting part was, stuff. that was pretty that's sick. That's your favorite arc? Yeah, like those are both favorites. The last arc is fun too. Like the raid on Genetic Corp sort of. That's like, it's like, it's all good. Do you guys have a favorite moment? <laughs> I do. And it goes way back, and I did the callback <laughs> to it. I think the the emotional beat we hit with Magulio early on test, was yeah. fun. I, I liked that. I thought that was cool. I think that was like the first time that we did anything like that, and it hit nice because nothing like that had happened up until that point. It was like, oh, we can actually work in some more heavy moments. I think it's true. I think as the first sort of emotional moment, it was like very satisfying. And I was like, yeah, it was like kind of unexpected. And then I was like, oh, it's that kind of show. Oh, crazy. Well, that's what Anthony and I, we always say that like we like our comedy with like something to give it a little bit more depth. I'm just like, I totally you know, agree. Because if, if it's always light and goofy 100% of the time and there's no stakes, then like nothing that actually happens matters. And it's like, exactly. who cares? People, the characters have to show that they care and that things are affecting them I agree. in some way. Fully you know? agree. And we had more moments, like obviously between Blink and Dizzy, where it's like, hey man, like what the fuck? And you're like, oh yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, like that elevator scene is one that comes to mind yeah, for something like that, <laughs> which tense. again was w- like referenced <laughs> earlier. One of those things where it's just like, 
there was something that I thought was like funny to make a joke yeah. about, and then you like held me accountable in RP. Yeah. You're like, what do you mean by that? It's like, I didn't mean anything. I just thought it was funny to dunk on you briefly. <laughs> but then it caused this whole thing where it's like, oh, well, now we have to have this like actually like really like open up this wound and like mm. really get into it and like actually super resolve it for real. So that was good. Yeah. And also the stuff, everything about <laughs> like uh, Komodo eating ass. <laughs> 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 That's probably mixed. Mixed. There's probably gonna be mixed uh, feedback yeah, on that yeah, one. Yeah, some people probably weren't as I know excited about it. As rude. Uh, um, I think my. I feel like my favorite moments have probably mostly been covered. Um, I really like the marriage counseling. I really like that first beating yeah. Julio and test. Um, that was a big turning point episode. Yeah. Us, episode five, big one. It was a big one. It was a big one. It started I, off uh, walking out naked into the streets. <laughs> yeah. Getting attacked by Force Corp for being yeah. naked because for some reason that's part of the therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also like... Uh, good stuff. I really like how, um, how Lee, you were able to always like bring back how you like you, you like, couldn't you couldn't say that Glenn and Tyr were like, <laughs> yeah, like that's were partners good. or whatever, you know? Yeah. Just like, I liked how you always like were able to bring that back and it always made me laugh. Uh, Dizzy killing people bit too. Same similar yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So like, you got a few good running bits and like yeah. in a show that's this long, like that's that's actually not that easy. Like, these are like, it's like, it's like two full like TV seasons worth of content yeah. that we don't really keep good track of so it's like a lot of stuff that can fall by the wayside well the glenn bit to me it was just like so natural for some reason to like just keep that running like it was not so, like a bit that i had to think like to do it's just like anytime glenn was brought up it's just like this fucking guy <laughs> you ever had a glenn in your life uh not really no no, okay. no. i'm glad i've had fucked up situations but not like that so. <laughs> Not quite a Glenn situation. No, nothing like that. Okay. Um, Key is asking, is the next campaign set in the same world? Is it also the Fate system? Answer is yes and yes. So we're going to be back in the Neon Streets universe. We and love the Fate system. We do. We love the Fate system. We kind of flirted with maybe trying like uh, uh, PBTA, Powered by the Apocalypse. Um, and I, th I think that would be fun too. But I think... Um, there's a familiarity with fate that we have now and a, and a looseness that I think we might lose if we change systems. So it would be like, there'd be some growing pains, which isn't a bad thing. It'd probably be fun too, but I think just for like our own ease and comfort, it's like, it's nice to play with fate. It's just the narrative benefits for it. Exactly. We want to, we want to keep it loose. Fate. We want to uh, have a system that lets us resolve conflicts. And um, at the end of the day, we want a system that kind of like gets out of our way and lets us like have fun. And uh, I think that's that's fate. And I think fate's great because like we we definitely leaned on the system probably more earlier on. And I think once we got the hang of it, it was kind of like okay, like we don't need to worry as much about it because it's yeah, like. And at the end of the day, it's like we're all kind of on the same team. You know, like rules are like to to fix things when people aren't on the same team. And I think to add you know an element of like what the fuck's going on and what's going to happen. But uh, I think we're all on the same team, so it's like we don't need to roll the dice all the time. Because it's like, yeah, we all like Lee knows when when he wants Dizzy to screw up, and like we're all like, yeah, that's so funny, that's so. But great. that's that's built into fate too. Like when Dizzy screws up, and then it's a compel, and I yeah. get a fate point for but it. But it's also so. like, but like, but like you intrinsically, like I guess it kind of maybe maybe fate taught it to you, or maybe you learned it by yourself. I don't know, but either way, it works really great. And I think that in yeah. general, uh, fate is a great storytelling system. Um, 
and I think that's that's for me that's what's fun about RPGs is the storytelling aspect. Uh, I don't get as much fun out of like the min max, like uh, like combat sim stuff. Power power gaming. Yeah, I, I like I like that too. But like for me, it's like I'm gonna go play like Divinity, right? And yeah. we'll have fun playing Divinity. Sick. It's a good game, but that does a like, way better slash more streamlined uh, job of like running a combat sim, and it's really fun. Yeah. Um, there's mostly just a bunch of joke questions about. They're asking well, like, when are we gonna get a Patreon? We addressed that. We addressed that. I think we will. Um, There's some stuff to figure out with it first. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, 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 we're focusing on the show, the content portion first before we're going to worry about the money. Yeah, exactly. I think that's, and at the end of the day, that's what we, that's what we really like to do is like make a fun show. Um, I don't think <laughs> we're planning to make a lot of money off of this. Yeah, if we could reach more people <laughs> and never get paid a dollar, I'd be way more down with that. Yeah, that'd be sick. That'd be <laughs> so sick to just like, yeah, to just have some more people that are listening and having fun. Because we uh, we thrive off of <clears throat> having uh, fun with people that also uh, listen to the show. Bringing and I think joy. somebody said, what's it like, you know, having the Discord? It's great. Uh, I think before we had the Discord, it was kind of a weird thing where we just like got a little bit of feedback every once in a while. That was great. You know, when we got it, it was like, oh my God, we got like an email. Somebody likes the show or we got somebody tweeted at us. Well, they like the show. That's really great to hear. And the Discord's been great because we get to like connect a little bit more um, regularly with our fans. So if you're not already on the Discord, um, please check it out. Uh, it's on our link tree. Um, we deleted our Twitter uh, because uh, I don't like Elon Musk. And social media sucks anyways. Yeah, so but like we whatever. go to our Instagram page at the Neon Streets. There's a link to our link tree, I hope. Lee, yeah, yeah beautiful. It's, it's on there. That's uh, awesome. The Twitter link is still in there too, but that's it a doesn't, exist. doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, so but, but check it out. Uh, you can just Google the Neon Streets too to find the link tree, and that'll take you to the Discord. Um, yeah, uh, so as a final question, maybe this is a nice final question. Uh, JP, aka Komodo Stan 69, asks, What did you learn from season one that you wish you'd learned earlier? But I guess we can also say, What did you learn from season one that you want to take to season two? It's similar to your uh, first question. Yeah. But I guess maybe not necessarily stylistically. Yeah. I think just to kind of hammer it home is like the number one thing to focus on when we're doing this is like genuinely just having fun and, and doing good character and story stuff. People are listening. Like, there's, there's so many podcasts that people can go listen to if they if they want to hear just game like the game getting played you know and the dice rolling and stuff and I, I we don't have fun doing that i don't know why we would try to deliver that i think what we have fun doing is delivering a story and especially like near the end in some of those later arcs like we did i just feel like the stuff that you wrote ben and the, the story that we were able to make was was like i i feel like i want to watch a show of everything we did now with like voice actors and stuff like i think there's actually a cool story there with the world that's been built and there's so much stuff to expand upon i think just go in that direction even more heavy-handed i won't i'm going to do editing to hopefully add that nice layer of like polish and immersion um just to make it feel like a very cinematic almost uh but still funny and improvised experience yeah um that's my i think if we were going to pick a director i'd go with the daniels (laughs) (laughs) yeah nice Lee, is there any, uh, do you have any tidbits? Things that I learned. I feel like I learned how to play RPGs better in the sense that prior to doing this, I would have never um, like played fully in character all the time. Mm -hmm. And now if I was, now like if I play an RPG with other people or something like that, it annoys me how often they go out of character and they're like, oh, what do I do? To and make like, a good decision, and right? Yeah, and it's just like, yeah. it fucking drives me crazy. It's like, 
why are we not like locked in here for like a solid three hours of character voices? <laughs> yeah. and, you know, like <laughs> you, nobody's looking at their phone. Like, why don't you just like fucking RP, dude? Yeah. Like, yeah. phones in the basket. Yeah, lock the doors. Exactly. But yeah. it, it's like it's put your cr- diaper on. It's like crazy how much yeah, like playing this has like like ruined other groups in some way. Like, obviously, they're still fun and stuff like that, and it's not yeah. ruined. But it's like I want people to like change what be you like as into it and like as like we're using voices and we're like you're never out of character and yeah. like you know it's like it's always like in narrative and like that like I didn't have that ability before we did it so like I understand why people don't do that because it's like not natural necessarily well to there's everybody. no pressure to do it you know like, yeah. that, like one thing that's kind of cool about doing this as a show that I found when we first started doing it there was a lot of nerve involved with being on mics and doing yeah. it but, but once we kind of knocked that off it was all of a sudden it like changed the way we play to the point where it's like, yeah, like you're there. We have like two hours to record. And in that two hours, we have to hopefully come up with a thing that's going to be released to a public. So we have to be focused. We have to be in character. We can't be like, there's no like, oh, sorry, like, let me go. You know, like it's like we're there yeah. focused and we're in the game for two hours straight. And that's yeah. just sick. It makes for good. I think, yeah. I think that speaks stuff. to like, yeah, having having that goal of like, like releasing it and sort of having that like imaginary audience while we're recording, which is then a real audience yeah. when we release it. It like helps to like, stay focused partly i think which is nice yeah and that's probably like what that was probably like what was what the what the motivation was at the start but now it's like affected the way i like look at playing tabletop games totally for every game i ever nice. want to join yeah, yeah. and it's it's like you know like you're playing D and there's always that thing where it's like okay we're going around initiative and like i gotta wait for everybody to take their turn and everybody pulls out a phone or like pops up a new tab and like nobody's paying attention and everybody gets out of it and it's like that's so fucking unsatisfying yeah the phones at the table thing is really brutal yeah. um yeah yeah i think everyone not who's ever played D, especially like in person when you can see when they're on their phone it's just like it just sucks because like yeah yeah no one's present i think it also though speaks to like like other issues with the game sometimes yeah i'll say one of the issues that i think a lot of games have is having like way too many players it's just like oh my god combat and you literally wait like you actually wait 30 minutes for your turn or or even just like in general you just like you know you're in a situation and you want to like do something or have some fun and it's just like no you just have to like wait around for like all this other stuff to happen around you which can be fun if other people are like invested in being cool but like yeah the great part about a two-person game is that you guys get to like be in the game all the time and yes. uh, like interacting with each other and really building that relationship. It's just so it's so fun and satisfying. Try yeah. try a, if you haven't tried having like two PCs like a three person game. <laughs> it's yeah. really fun. It's cool because we you said like we hadn't ever done that before like the two person. Campaign. I actually ran a, a yeah. two person like semi one shot that was supposed to be like a two shot, but it kind of got messed up. But I went out with Lee and. Uh, and Tommy, yeah, it was so fun. We had a great time. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. that that was a lot of fun. It ended up everybody just doing German accents. <laughs> just a lot of screen, <laughs> yeah. a lot of screen time too, right? Like you get you get to like yeah. d- things develop more because your your character does more stuff totally. by default. So yeah, totally. no, you're right. Yeah, and, that was like a proto neon streets sort of thing. Uh, well, the other thing too is like I attribute that to like the, that's the only way dizzy as a character can ever work is if it's two players because if it's three players it's like fuck this guy like are you yeah. kidding me but like if yeah. it's two players and one is like naive about the world he's like i guess this is just what people are like yeah yeah so like yeah. that own <laughs> like point. like i i know like what i play in an rpg is typically like not like that at all and like yeah. this format like allowed 
that character to like be dizzy's the totally. classic chaotic neutral like character yeah. in D that just sucks to play with but like yeah when you have a two-person it game complimentary yeah we have yeah, yeah. And, and we you kind of like agreed before we started like this is what's gonna happen everyone's yeah. on the same page mm-hmm. and it was fun because like we could all go with the flow instead of like you could actually one person upsetting the the flow of everybody else yeah I'm like I'm typically a very lawful good player. Yeah. <laughs> so like paladin. it's very unusual for me to play a character yeah. like Dizzy, but it's fun and I got a taste for it now. <laughs> so <Ooh>. fuck you. <laughs> Alrighty. Was cool. that a wrap on that? Then? I think that's pretty much a wrap. Oh, I gotta say uh my my thing. My my learning. I would yeah. say what I learned that I wish I'd known earlier was just about um uh, the amount of planning that I uh benefit from. To, to bring to an episode there's a lot of times early on where i'd either plan like way too much or like too little and it took me a long time to find like that sweet spot of like yeah. oh like this is enough planning and it's not gonna like railroad and it's also not gonna like leave them like the players in a situation where you guys are like like oh like what the fuck yeah what am i supposed to do so it's like you have to have kind of enough to get people started but then not too much that you're like having expectations for where things should be going because that's gonna end up like like it's gonna end up with a railroad whether you want it to or not like just having those plans is gonna like mess up your your flexibility in your mind your mind flexibility <laughs> yeah that was good though <laughs> yeah so we'll leave it on that uh that note um closing closing comments craig um i guess i don't need a fucking essay buddy I <laughs> I, uh, I do have something to say, actually. In this, I hope essay. everyone is excited. I do hope everyone is excited for our next series. I'm super pumped. I've been thinking about it nonstop. We've actually been thinking about it for for months now of like what we're yeah. going to be doing next, and it's exciting to do it. Do we want to? It's going to be perfect because we we're, we know all this stuff now. You know, we're we're perfect and amazing. Do we want to? Well, actually, you know what? Here, I, I do I do want to ask you something, but let's go, lead lead. Do you have any final comments? Not really. <laughs> Not really. Okay, well, then I guess the question is for Craig and for both of you uh, and also for me. Um, do we want to tease the, the the title of the next season? The name of the new series is The Neon Streets Burger Court Blues. We hope everyone's excited. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, ben and Lee left the room while I said <laughs> that. Day. Burger Court Blues, there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for listening. We are uh, extremely excited to be working on this new series. I think, uh, yeah, we're going to take in all the energy, the fun, and the learning that we did in the, in the first series and uh, inject it into this new series. Yeah, check it out. It's coming soon to a uh, podcast uh, hosting uh, service near you. Yeah, March 1st, 2025. Keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> <laughs> Not the, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> We're hoping to release get an date episode. Un- yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely release date unknown, but I think like in the next uh, like couple couple months, you know, yeah. two two three months, I think. And I think we'll also be changing up the schedule and stuff that we release. Hopefully, we'll get more content to everyone on a more regular basis. We're hoping so for yeah. sure. Yeah, but we'll uh, we'll see uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, but but we'll be around. We'll be on the Discord. We'll be in the studio recording. So um, yeah. And that's where we'll end this episode, series, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>